It's really cool that you're doing that. I, I think that's uh, I think that's awesome. It'll definitely be a be a good thing for him for sure. Well, guys, I promised you we wouldn't we wouldn't stay on here three hours like we did with James Essex <laughs> last week. Uh, I know you guys are you guys are both very busy and you got a lot going on and probably better things to do than than come on this little podcast and talk about uh, Kentucky dirt racing. But we we appreciate you um, coming on here with us and. And and it really means a lot to us. I know there's a lot of people out there that have that have uh, that have enjoyed it for sure. Well, guys, thank you for having us. Um, yeah, I'm having having a ball here getting to do this. And uh, before we got off here, you know, uh, I, I was just wondering. I guess I, I'm a fan. I got a question. I'm a race fan. At the end of the day, you know, I always was. That's how this all happened. And I, I'm. Yeah. Victor was sitting in the grandstands at Ponderosa and Lake Carmel back in the day, you know, loving every minute, minute of it. But like, what got you, like, where did you, what's your all's history? Like, how'd you all get, get going? And I know Wes contacted me and, and uh, he's been pretty quiet here, so I ain't heard much out of him, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so what, like, what's, uh, like, what's your all's story? Like, how'd you get into racing? What made you want to do something like this? Well, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I'm originally from Corbin, Kentucky. Um, I, my, my racing, uh, we had an asphalt track there, uh, at Corbin Speedway. And, and this is during the time when Rock Castle was asphalt as well. So Rock Castle ran on Friday nights, Corbin ran on Saturday nights. So, um, both of you all probably will have to know, um, big Tommy Lanham that flagged it, Lake Cumberland Speedway. So yeah. that's my cousin. And, uh, so my influence in racing was from him and, um, his son, uh, Tommy Ray Jr. So, um, they're kind of the ones that, that got me into racing and, uh, big Tommy flagged at Corbin and rock castle. Um, so one Saturday night, uh, for some reason, Corbin was canceled and, uh, they, uh, Ray Cook had a deal. Um, the finale was at Tazzle. Uh, it was in 2005, so it was hot. It was July, end of July. And uh, so that's when when I got my um, my first dirt race was, was at Tazzle, and that's a, that's a bucket list for all kind of uh, racers and, and uh, you know, fans alike. And so that's, that's where I got my start. And uh, after 2005, I couldn't watch, you know, NASCAR or asphalt races. I was hooked on the dirt and, and uh, I've been hooked ever since. Um, and now living in Campbellsville, uh, I run Green River Lake State Park. So tons of racers here in this area. Um, you know, you mentioned Tungit and Gullet, um, Ratliff Motorsports, you know, Justin, um, Jeff Watson, uh, Elliot Despain. Um, you know, Johnny Wheeler was from here and, and hated the day that I hear, you know, heard of him, him passing away because – Heck, I'd watched him all over the place uh, race, you know, after I started in 05. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, – I eat, sleep, race, and repeat. Uh, <laughs> I, I love dirt racing. And uh, as Josh named me, I'm World Wide West, and, and I, I'm all over the place. I love it. Um, eat, sleep, and breathe uh, dirt racing. And uh, he just – you know, he asked me, he said, hey, he said, what do you think about doing a – doing a podcast show and us talking about it and uh, kind of starting back to what he had started years and years ago with dirt racing in the grass. And I said, absolutely, man. I said, I'm in. And, 
and I, I kind of pushed him. I said, let's get started and let's do this. And our first show was um, 2022, the week of the North-South 100, and the rest is history. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So, Big Tommy, I remember him being flagman. I, I didn't put that together that you guys were uh, were related, but I always uh, enjoyed seeing him. You know, he's he's full of energy and and uh, done a good job at his job. You know, and uh, but um, but yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I hadn't seen. Yeah, it's been a long time. Wow. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that, there's definitely not a bigger. Not a bigger fan than than Wes Lenham, that's for sure. He he truly does eat, sleep, and and breathe it. So I I definitely can't top that. Heck, I've been going to the races. I had to be in diapers when I when I've started going to the to the dirt tracks with my stepdad. And um, we we went. He was a big Mike Jewell fan, so naturally I was a Mike Jewell fan when I was younger. Um, but you know, like I said, it was always kind of me and my stepdad sort of thing. And but there's this younger guy that he absolutely could not stand. I don't know why. I don't know what he ever did to him, but his name was Victor Lee. And uh, <laughs> I mean, he hated Victor Lee with a passion. And um, probably won't so do much. <laughs> we always like to like we always like to pick at each other and just have fun and whatever he liked. When I got older, I wanted to like the opposite, you know. So, so, um, so I was a I was a Victor Lee fan. And uh, so uh, being younger, and I remember going to the racetrack, me and my wife's first first date was uh, was the 2008 Butterball. And all the way there, I'd talked up Victor Lee, and we walked in the pits, and Sarah and Victor was standing there, and me and Sarah, my Sarah, my wife named Sarah too, but uh, they were standing there, and we talked, we stopped, we talked to Victor, and uh, and for probably, a, I don't know, felt like an hour and you know they were they were super nice i was we always we didn't have a lot of money growing up so we usually just go to the grandstands but when i got older and and got my license could work and make some money we it was big time to be able to go to the pits and actually get to see these guys um and uh and we wanted to buy a t-shirt and i've got it on this is this is a big time throwback <laughs> right here that's from 2008 i had to dig it out of the cedar chest uh for the for the show tonight but um uh victor's mom had his t-shirts and so he pointed us over you know go over to the grandstands and my mom's got the t-shirts and so we went over and got a t-shirt from her and she said where are you guys sitting you know and we uh i'm not sure well here just sit with us and from then on we pretty much would sit with uh with victor's mom and and dad and so it was always just a lot of fun and 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 uh i've been a fan ever since and and um so it started dirt racing the bluegrass in 2013 victor and sarah were a big help when i first started that that was before live video and i was doing live updates from the track and people would eat it up and so um and so that's how that's how we have the platform i guess you could say to be able to to do this today yeah that's cool yep so you mentioned going west you mentioned going to taswell any any fans listening i i, I recommend this Buy you a pit pass and go to the infield. Yeah, absolutely. The outside view is cool, but when you go to the infield and you literally look about look in the car this way as they're going around, like the roof of the cars here, you can about it see through the window at the driver. Uh, <clears throat> just how fast cars can go around that track and stay between the walls is pretty amazing. Uh, we ran a feature down there one time, fifty lap feature in like nine minutes, if y'all remember yeah. that. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, just going to Taswell was a cool thing. Just to 
just to go in there and, and go in that infield and just see the craziness that happens is it's definitely worth the price of admission for a pit pass. I bet it would be. Yeah, Tazewell was always cool because me being from Corbin, you could be, you know, go through the tunnel there at Middlesbrough and you could be to Tazewell in around an hour, you know, a little more. And, and uh, we'd always go over and you'd have to. I mean, I the only time I think I ever watched uh, a race from the grandstands at Tazewell was that first night and was running a little late um, there in 05 and after that, I was in the pits and I always went in the infield and we would stand right there um, between one and two or stand on top of the concession stand there in the infield. And uh, you talk about a place that's bad fast. Tazewell is, is uh, uh, it's probably probably the fastest track, you know, still racing um, to this mm-hmm. day. So a lot of good memories there. The stuff happens there faster than anywhere you can think of. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Tazel, I mean, I, I won uh, a Battle Bluegrass race there and, and probably is my favorite of all Battle Bluegrass wins. Um, you know, just in the Battle Bluegrass series itself. That's, at Tazel, when it was a $5,000 race, and um, if I'm not mistaken, that I, I, may have been another one that didn't run Americans or something maybe, but uh, we had on American racers that night. And uh, um, we were uh, Jeff Treese, I think, was helping us back with the tires then. But, uh, yeah, extremely fast. I remember I passed um, – uh, Tyrell Todd and, and Vic Hill. Um, we we yeah. started on the pole and, and had to go. We had a, a rolled a tire off the rim, first lap, went to the tail, then come up through there and somebody spun. <laughs> had to go to the tail again. And um, like I said, came from the tail twice and ended up winning that deal. So that's that's probably one of my favorite races of, with the Battle Bluegrass Series winning wise. That was a cool place. Yeah. So, Wes, you, so I guess you spent a lot of time at Corbin. Not anymore um, because I'm over here in Campbellsville, you know, working um, here a lot. But uh, I try to go back when I can. I guess I'm going to say like the track. Did you go to the track a lot back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. So so my first, I think maybe there was one more memory about racing before then, but they're kind of crossed up. But this is about a 40 or 42-year-old memory. But one of the first memories I ever have of racing – my dad and I went to Corbin to watch the races and uh, we stopped on, cause it's real mountainous and curvy from my direction to go over there. Yeah. And uh, we stopped on top of this hill and just stopped and pulled over. And I'm wondering why we're not going to the races. And we was driving a Volkswagen bug. And that's the day I learned that uh, Volkswagens didn't have radiators. Uh, the motor got hot and he had to stop and let it cool off, you know, and, and then we went on <laughs> over to the races that night. And, uh, a friend of ours, Roger Davis, was really good. Or my, one of my dad's friends. I don't know if you remember him. Uh, he was really good there, and he 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 was there racing. But that was one of my earliest memories of racing, just vaguely remembering driving that old Volkswagen over there and being at the track and just trying to get my mind around everything that happens. We was in the pits. I remember that. And uh, that was probably one of the first uh, first memories of racing I've ever had was going there to that little track. It's been a while. That's awesome. Yeah. There, sure. But never raced there. Uh, I got to drive um, um, Roy Petrie, Ben's brother. You guys know Ben yeah. the races and Roy? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know Ben and Roy Wade. Yeah, so Roy let me drive his asphalt car there. Um, um, I don't know, about 15 years ago. They had an open practice, and he called me and told me if I wanted to drive it, I could come over and drive it. So I had a few laps driving it there. 
that was awesome. And, uh, and, uh, Roy and I've been friends for a long time, you know, and then, um, and then, uh, I actually bought an asphalt car in 20, in 2019, right in, right going into 2020. And I was wanting to do just a little bit of asphalt racing just to kind of be better, more rounded, you know, and as soon as I bought that car, I came, I went up there and I checked out the track at Mount Vernon because I've never been there, right? Uh-huh. So I went up and looked at the track and I said, I think this is a big, good track. Maybe I could go race a time or two and maybe I could go drive this asphalt car there. So well, I went and bought this car. Literally, when I got home with it, they had an announcement. We're making the track in the back in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I never did get a ticket there. And, uh, and then the COVID hit and all that went crazy. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, so it was, um, yeah, I had some plans of going over to Mount Vernon racing, you know, so. It's yeah, all yeah. just cross pollination, you know. You're seeing it with sprint cars and lake models and everything now, and asphalt and dirt, and even Carson, the boy that we're going to take racing this year, he's he's doing it all, you know. And and uh, it's pretty cool what's happening in racing with Kyle Larson and Kyle, Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell, guys like that, basically showing the world that there's alternative routes to the NASCAR path, you know. And that's where Carson's coming into this at. So so uh, pretty uh, pretty cool stuff. But yeah, all those tracks, man. I I love them all, and Battle of the Bluegrass going way back was uh, some of the best times of my life, and you know, I'm just thankful to have had the opportunity to get a race, to get a race a late model. Without that series, honestly, wouldn't really been a good reason to even have one, you know. So uh, it, oh, yeah. it's funny how the little actions change a lot of things for people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. look and, and see um, just how much Battle of the Bluegrass impacted, you know, racing in general, but you know, basically uh, a testament for you two. I mean, it kind of kind of puts your all's careers on the map, and, and that's just cool to see that. So many years uh, to look back and and see where you're at today. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. I'm thankful for the series and all the great people and all the people that all the competitors. You know, uh, Victor and Victor when I when Victor was a little behind me on the late model deal, but he was he was getting some opportunities there, getting started and. You know, uh, but I got a chance to race Eddie and Scott James. And Scott James at the time, you know, was kind of a – his name was pretty well known, you know, in the Midwest and, and even in the Southeast. So he was he was pretty tough at the time. And it was it was fun. You know, of course, Lanigan was one pretty – you know, he's a legend and he was pretty well the man. He, he was probably in his peak or one of – I'd say from 03 to probably 13 was some of his probably best years. And we got to race him at his best. You know, during that time frame, it, those those series races and those tracks, so it's a lot of fun, man. It was it was going back. It's all about competition and putting on a good show for the fans, and and uh, it really uh, it really served its purpose. And wish we wish we you know now that Chris and them guys are doing doing some of that stuff, it'd be cool if they had a little regional thing there again, and, and uh, maybe someday. But it was it was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, James Essex is actually – he's seriously talking. He mentioned it last week on the podcast. He's talking about bringing it back. You know, and, and uh, we we actually brought him on to, to talk about the history, and, and he wanted mm-hmm. to talk a lot about it. He's real serious about about yeah. wanting to bring it back. So it would be awesome. I mean, it, it really would. Chris is doing his uh, doing his own stuff, and he definitely yeah. will be here in, in those stuff. And, I'm, you know, there's – Oh, so yeah. this racing gets uh, with the series stuff. It gets so complicated with uh, with all the things that are doing there back and forth business wise. It's hard to. I don't want to ever say anything gets them in a bind, but it, but it would be 
it'd be cool to have a, maybe if they just had a one off race, you know, sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as long as they get Victor swing arms and me four bars, I'd be good. <laughs> All right. That would be too cool. That is uh, a good I, idea. I, I'd like to see uh, a, a deal, um, you know, like, like they did back in the day with uh, Battle Bluegrass had it like a speed week, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just around here, but I know it'd be tough, but uh, um, ha- have a, a speed weeks uh, in the middle of summer for, you know, between Richmond and Lake Cumberland, Ponderosa, um, you know, we don't have Bardstown no more, but mm-hmm. uh, Florence could even do it. Um, you know, I know it'd take, but somebody like James definitely could put something together like that. I mean, oh, yeah. for him as busy as he is to put a whole year together or whole series together like that. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and just the cars to run it. I mean, there's just not that, that amount of cars around here no more. Um, yeah. It's I pretty mean, cool. But uh, to do a feed weeks would be pretty neat, though, I would think. But yeah. Yeah. We left somebody out of this battle of bluegrass we got to bring up is Josh McGuire. we got to give a shout-out to him. He was, oh, yeah. You know, he yeah, had that wreck, you know, and pretty much, you know, slowed him down. But Josh McGuire was uh, – I remember they had a fast car and tall socks. You remember that, Victor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and sweatbands, it seemed like. So. <laughs> <laughs> they had sweatbands <laughs> they, on their arms, heads, yeah. and yeah. they had their socks. It was, uh, it was dad and uncle. And, yeah, uh, you can't where you went. That's for sure. Josh was always fast. So. He was good. I, I want to say Josh is a state representative for Kentucky now, or was? Is that wrong or right? He's something. Other. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he ran for something. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what it is. He's one of those guys that makes you wonder. It, had he not got hurt, oh, absolutely. What what would have been? Because he was he was uh, he was tough. I mean, at Richmond, man, he. I think he won like three straight butter balls, or I mean, that was quite a few, and just seemed he he was winning winning them all there for a I'll while. I tell you another one too that I mean I, we may have mentioned him there, but of course Tyrell. Um, I mean mm-hmm. Tyrell was always a tough competitor. I mean, you you just never count him out for sure. But I mean, I don't know how many wins he ended up winning. Uh, I didn't even realize that that I'd won until y'all mentioned it there on this podcast the other day. But uh, I didn't know it. I, mean, I don't really keep up with a lot of that, but. Um, but I mean, Tyrell was tough to beat. I mean, Tyrell, Tyrell, did anybody notice they're the uh, the uh, Tyrell yeah. that or hard the charger for Lucas Oil, the hard charger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah James so mentioned that. That's Tyrell's family. Yeah, Tyrell. I guess it's Tyrell's business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. seeing here in the comment section. It looks like we've got some spammers coming on trying to get you to click on something if you. It don't follow any links. This is the only place you can watch Dirt Race through the Bluegrass Live with, with Mike Marler and Victor Lee. Don't don't fall for it. That's you know, we haven't had spammers before. That kind of no, makes me no. feel good. I gotta be honest with you. Well, I, you know I, I know um Mikey's going a different route here, like I said, trying to help somebody and all, but uh like I said, we talked about it a few times of him helping me. Um, you know, like I said, one of the last times here, like I said, he, he may have mentioned it, but at the north south we were we went out on Thursday to qualify, and I was the slowest car. I went out behind, actually behind Mikey. Um, or he qualified right out in front of me there, but uh, I was actually the slowest car there. And um, I, I mean, I just didn't have no feel for the car. And and um, I come in, and I, and I really didn't know what to tell Danny because I just, I said, you know, it, just, it ain't, it don't steer, and I couldn't feel it. And um, he wasn't very happy. Of course, I wasn't happy. I mean, who wants to be the slowest car? You know, I mean, hmm. um, and literally, we were the slowest car, so. I got out. I was pretty frustrated. Well, then, um, I don't know what if how Mike Mikey can tell you the story, but how, what he told Danny. But I don't know if Danny told him or something, whatever. And he, but Mikey got us in the right direction, and we went out the next night. and We were the fastest car. So, um, yeah. well, Danny, I remember you know, that. 
Yeah, yeah. Danny, uh, Danny, you know, Danny's not as familiar with Vicar as I am, just, you know, from being his competitor. And and I seen, I went out in hot laps and he had something on the car. This thing was just, it wasn't moving. It just wasn't right. And, uh, and uh, so I, I thought, man, he's, he's going to have a rough weekend if somebody don't help him out here. So, so I went over and, and that Victor was just coming in. Danny, Danny was frustrated, you know, and I'm like Victor said, I'm sure he was. And Danny said, I just don't think he's driving a car in the corner a certain way. And I said, trust me, we get him fixed. He'll drive her in there. So I said, he's driving in there because he knows he's going to wreck it if he, if he does. And that's the thing about race car drivers that sometimes the guys that ain't driving the car don't really realize is, when you go by the flag stand, you start turning. You know, don't you, Victor? If it's no, yeah, you know, and, and you just know it, it feels like it's going to stick, or it feels like you're going to wreck. You know, and, that, and, and that's like like that wreck, next... if you're a respectful person, you just let off. And if yeah, you're not, you just wreck. yeah. And, and I, I definitely want to tear his race car up, but uh, yeah. It, it, and like I said, it just didn't have no feel for it. But uh, yeah. you know, that, that's something like I said. You're going to start uh, helping that that kid. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm sure you'll do well doing that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just being around it and and. I mean, these these race cars nowadays, like I said, they're way different than what we, you know, even 10, 15 years ago. There you, there were some pictures up there, and it's kind of like, man, I thought I had a sharp-looking race car back then, but, man, them things are ugly, <laughs> you know, compared to what they are nowadays. So, um, yeah. But, uh, it's kind of cool how no, time changes, but. No, man, it's it's fun. It's it's like I say, it's, it's just, you know, you – like Victor and I, we go way, way back. And, you know, from I remember, like, like he said earlier in the podcast, you know, I'd drive by his house and see him and his dad out in the yard working and stop and say hey to him or something, you know. So it was, uh, so it was, uh, uh, you know, long relationships. And heck, I, I want to win, but I don't want to see my buddies not, not, you know, have a bad day. So, so yeah. you try to, you try to, and there's a lot of that. It ain't just us, you know. You know yeah. I see it all the time in racing, just lots and lots of give and take. And uh, probably, you know, we were going back to Johnny and what he did in the Battle of Bluegrass, one of the, probably one of the biggest lessons I've ever got in my life was with Johnny Wheeler. Um, I've told a few, just a few close friends this, never said this to anybody, but you know, it's just the things you try to do for one another. Cause, cause in, you know, when you're competitors, man, your, your life's in somebody else's hands. I mean, the reality of the situation is somebody could do something bad, dumb, whatever, and hurt you, you know, out there. So, so we try to look out for one another and, and do the best we can and be, you know, not, not hurting, hurt one another or wreck each other bad or something. So, but I remember spinning Johnny Wheeler out. Uh, it was at a uh, Soggy Bottoms. They call what do they call Soggy Bottoms now, Victor? Uh, Cedar Ridge, I think maybe. Cedar Ridge, yeah. it's got a different name. And uh, but anyway, I was trying to pass Johnny in the heat and uh, hit him in the quarter and spun him out. One hundred percent my fault. And uh, so they come on the the. I, don't know, I guess we had race savers in. I remember they said they was putting him to the rear. I can't remember if, it's, if the, they put him to the rear if we had race savers. But anyway. Uh, so he was going to the rear, and I thought, man, I've just spun this guy out. It's going to be hard to just watch him go to the rear, you know. So I pulled over and told the official, I was like, listen, it's 100% my fault. Just give him the position I will back. And, uh, you know, so when he died, you know, it was my opportunity to do the right thing or the wrong thing that day, you know. And, uh, and you know, when, it, when I heard about him passing, I kind of thought back of that, you know, because, man, a lot of people miss Johnny. He was fun to race with and a real good guy, you know, and, Looking back, you know, it kind of reminds me now the rest of my life, just always do the right thing. You know, right. So uh yeah. Yeah. So Johnny, we really miss him, man. He was he was a good guy and didn't didn't live long enough, you know. But he had a lot of fun when he did. 
That's that's right. Yep, he did. He didn't. He never did say a whole lot. He was he was kind of seemed even in interviews and stuff. He didn't he didn't say a whole lot all the time. But but I got to spend some time with him when I started dirt racing the bluegrass and and he was a good guy. I mean, he really was. Mm-hmm. Miss yeah. him for sure. Yeah, I miss seeing his boy. You know, his boy was always with him racing, and uh, I think he's racing carts now. But or uh, maybe doing a little bit of that stuff. Is that right or wrong? Yeah, he's still running. I, I think he's helping some people with carts and stuff like. Yeah, but it was always fun seeing him. And even before Johnny, his dad, Junior, you know, his junior was a yeah. competitor, and he raced with our mine and Victor's dads with no Camaros and stuff back in the day. So, you know, um, what was that award? Uh, the Battle Bluegrass had a, an award um, named after Johnny's dad. Yeah, it's it kind of like an, an excellence award, you know. The, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, that was yeah, they had a lot of, lot of respect, you know, and, and they did a lot with, with little equipment. And Johnny was another one of them guys that, could just, you know, give him the keys to anything in the pits and he's going to be up front in it, you know. When he got hooked up with Larry Yance and them guys, uh, Larry's team, he came to life then. That was probably, in, you know, I say, I mentioned Daryl's primary. That was probably probably Johnny's, you know, time here right there where he had all the stars lined. He had the experience and the equipment and to really win and do a lot, you know. And uh, I remember Johnny won a 7,500 race down here in Tennessee and I run second to him and they had a weird motor roll and they threw us both out, so – uh, so, so anyway it was uh it was uh but i miss him you know he's a good guy and taught me a big lesson you know just if, if you think you should do something if, if you think it's the right thing you should do it just go ahead and do it it'll pay off you know and, right and, uh yeah so yep lots of fun stuff though lots of good people and i hope uh hope we uh get a race a little long time that's for sure yep. yeah yeah. I tell you another uh track here, uh Foggy or um Scenic down there next to Mikey, uh, you know, was which was a big track. Um but there were some battle bluegrass races there. I don't know how many mm-hmm. they had, um Mikey, but I think yeah. I don't remember exactly how many they had, but uh yeah, it was an awesome track and you you mentioned your favorite win was probably at Tazewell. My favorite win was at Scenic. Uh it was about probably the I was gonna run the series and try to win the 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 rookie of the year deal and and uh it was probably about the fourth or fifth race on the schedule that year and uh for whatever reason it's so car mine was like it literally like it's on a set of rails that night and uh drove by everybody and won the race by by a big amount and uh it was kind of one of them turning points for me that you know give me that little bit of confidence that that i could i could win some of them and maybe win the championship and so looking back at that was probably my favorite win and and just looking back, you know, a lot of times uh, when you win these races, sometimes when your car is just absolutely perfect and you're just steering left and in the gas and everything's just right, uh, that's when it's the funnest. And yeah. uh, and it was a combination of being on my own track and a home crowd and this car yeah. literally, I don't know how something could be so good as what it was that night, you know, for that era. Because back mm-hmm. then everything just slid around all the time. That night, uh, this thing was just glued to the racetrack, you know, and um so it was a lot of fun, you know. It was an awesome track, and uh, uh, it's uh, we still got part of it here. They they yeah. when they turned the lights on, I could see them from my shop, you know. So it was a uh, it was always a big deal for us to go over there and race, and lots of people were there, and all your friends. It was pretty cool. Yeah, you talked about uh, scenic over there being your hometown crowd, Wes. I mean, myself, I don't know about you. I I sort of feel like Baki's one of us. Always have. I mean, he's he's always felt like. You know he's he's one of he's one of our guys. Even I know it technically from Tennessee, but but hey, I've always felt like he's at a hometown crowd when he comes over here. 
Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I mean, heck, he cut his teeth at Lake Cumberland Speedway, so I mean, you know, that's that's a home track for him too. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just right across the right across the border there into Tennessee, and and he's raced a lot in the state. Um, so yeah, I, I think we we grandfather him into to the great state of Kentucky. <laughs> Yeah. I feel that way for sure. You know, if I had to have a long, if I had to have a home track, it's going to be Lake Cumberland, and and you know, just just my heart's there. My dad and brother still go there all the time, and uh, we we started. I helped him help Brandon and I start that uh, hobby stock class, and uh, you know, it just makes my day when I go up there and there's fifteen or twenty of them things, and and I see dads and sons and doing everything that Victor's dad, him and his dad, and man, my dad got to do back in the day, and I just kind of seen it was a little harder to, for young kids to get into racing, uh, you know, than what it was for us. And, and they got the front wheel drive cars and I'm not, I, I like them and there's some awesome racing, but it worried me a little bit with them electric fuel pumps and, you know, uh, not really much structure in the back of them. I just, I know some people's yeah. got hurt in them. It worries me a little bit. And the racing's good. And then boys, it's amazing how fast they can make them little things go. But, yeah. but I just wanted to try to come up with a, an alternative, you know, they had a rear wheel drive that would teach you better car control for when you run, you know, if you moved up a class or two, you know, with rear, rear pull cars, it would be getting actually sideways and instead of the front pull and pushing all the time, like the, like the little cars. But that was important to me to help Lake Cumberland get that class going and try to do things that to give these kids, you know, the opportunities that we had because it's a little harder to break into it now. And it makes my day though, when I go up there and I watch all them, all them dads and sons and, <laughs> brothers and uncles and, you know, my dad's competing up there. He's 65 now. And, uh, hey, yeah. He's become quite the thorn in the side up there, you know, so it's pretty fun watching it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome class uh, there at Lake Cumberland. And, and it is cool to see, you know, you got your younger kids that, you know, that might have been the first car they've ever been. And then they're racing against guys that's raced their whole life like your dad that's, that's in his 60s. So that's yeah. uh, that's definitely a cool class. And, heck, they just people just keeps building them. Yeah. Uh, I'd give anything to get in one and, and race one night. So if you got one around the around the shop there, Mike, you put me in it. I hated it. I had a race car and I hated that stupid thing. It's the worst thing I ever done. These guys make it look a lot easier than it actually is. <laughs> no, we can get you in, in one of those if you ever want to try it out. You know, uh, uh, Ross Burnett, uh, I don't know if he knows Ross. You, Victor, I don't know if you know Ross or not, but uh, his dad was Steve Burnett running a 22 up there and and uh, Ross had always wanted to race, and and uh, he come put some. He does uh, uh, granite countertops, and he come down here to put some granite countertops in my house. And uh, him and his him and his business, his boss. Before they left her, I had this boss talked into getting him once, and now they've got one up there. Ross is going to race, so uh, they just keep growing, man. There's like uh, you know, some nights I see you know fifteen or twenty of them, and and uh, yeah. oh yeah, and uh, and I'm and I'm having to be kind of a bad guy in the deal sometimes because. You know, uh, it can get out of hand rules wise really fast and just defeat the purpose. So I'm always grouching mm-hmm. out about this or that, but it's, I promise it's all in, in, in from the heart, you know, and I'm one, I just want the last to be good and continue to grow. And, you know, my hopes for it would be that, you know, and it's already happening some Ponderosa, which Brandon runs that track, has them. And then I'm, I'm, they're having them over at Dennis Martin's track and yeah. a few yeah. other tracks now at, at, over in Corbin. So my hopes would be that that kind of expands and, and that's the next generation when all of us guys are too old and old and stiff to do it. You know, kids will be in there. So uh, <laughs> it's amazing how long an old Camaro will last. 
you're <laughs> yeah. a great car still out there racing, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, it I think is. Oh, with uh, Brandon there, you know, I said asking things like that, you know, or taking advice from, from me and Mikey, uh, you know, he started the Hall of Fame uh, thing there, and I'd mentioned that to him, um, the Lake Cumberland Hall of Fame. Uh, there's a lot of guys from Lake Cumberland, you know, like I said, I'd probably consider it my home track as well. Um, you know, I'm right here next to Ponderosa, but, I mean, I started at Lake Cumberland, and, uh, you know, Brandon's doing a really good job down there the last couple of years. He's, uh, you know, putting some, having some good races. I think he's got a World Outlaw race and a Lucas race down there this year, so that's uh, – or maybe it's Ponderosa, but uh, – Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is, like I said, he's, he's really doing some good things down there. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. He does have a summer nationals race at Lake Cumberland yeah, this year yeah. too. Yeah. Like he had yeah. one last year and it got rained out, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it did. For any uh, of these people yeah, that are listening that when they have this World of Outlaw race, they need to get make sure Victor's on a late model for this deal. He'll be uh, yeah, he'd be a threat up there for that deal. So uh, he's that's good exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be cool to see, you know. And uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, yeah, they're doing some great stuff, you know, with the racetracks. Like I say, Brandon and Chris and kind of that old gang, you know, from the Bob days and, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, is doing this stuff now and doing a lot of great things. And it's, it's cool to see, man. It's cool to be a part of it. And everybody's, at the end of the day, one big family, you know. And, 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 and I truly think that, you know, when people offer advice, it's, it's, it's you know, not nothing beneficial for them. It's just, you know, you know they're really – got their heart in doing the right thing. So I think it's in good hands. You know, some of the guys around here has got tracks, you know, Dennis has got that track. He just started and uh, Barton there and, and, you know, Dennis was a racer and, and, uh, you know, Dennis is pretty good at making money. I know he ain't doing it to make a living. You know, he's <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, you know, he's, he's, um, you know, th- those guys like that, you know, it takes them and, and, uh, uh, takes some real dedication to be a track owner. You think, you think having a race car is, little hard to keep going you know i've seen some of the work that goes on these racetracks and some of behind the scenes i don't know i've been around a little longer and uh i probably didn't appreciate enough that enough to start with you know so so it takes uh takes uh, a lot of people to make this thing a th- thing a thing including guys like you to get it out here and get the stories out here and and you know get the the personal lives of people a little, little closer to really see how people are and uh, lots of great people race man there's there's a uh, uh, I honestly can't think of a bad one. You know what I mean? Everybody I ever see racing is always just great people. So it's cool, man. I'm glad, glad y'all glad to have us on. Don't want to run you over. I know you mentioned getting off earlier, but it's been. Oh, fun. no. No, it's we'll fun. stay on it's as fun. long as you all want to. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to rush you. I just don't, I don't want to keep you all. It's, it's been a lot of this fun. Is... I could, I could do this all day and all night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This has been great. Uh, you know, kind of what you mentioned there, Mikey, we, uh, we really do want to promote, you know, the state, the drivers, the, the promoters, the tracks, and, and, you know, because without all of them, you know, we don't have a show as fans to, to go and watch. And it's, it's really cool. If you, you know, you look back at, at what we did in 2022 and, and, you know, we talked to, to series promoters, we talked to track promoters. Um, we had Spanky to Spain on, there's a legend, um, you know, from Campbellsville and, and a wonderful voice uh in the sport and uh you know drivers that we had on uh from front wheel drives to to you know crate guys open wheel guys super guys um we need to we need to have some hobby stock guys on um yeah so i mean you know that's what we're about and and we love it and we want to see it 
continue to grow and and it's just cool to to you know the friendships that you make uh you know josh has mentioned it but i go in the pits and people's hey worldwide west we love you your podcast and you know that's just so cool and, and getting to meet the drivers and and I, yeah. I know some drivers but you know making the friendships with them and you see them at tracks and and talking to them so it's just a cool deal and and josh and i both love it and uh we uh we look forward to to this season uh heck i, I already went to uh to boyd's um and went with brandon um let's see last weekend two weekends ago whenever that was and that was that was a cool deal um and helped mm-hmm. him um what uh one question i did want to ask what when is your all's next races uh you know coming up uh mikey and victor what what's your plans to to get back going um on the schedule this year go for it Victor. um I, i'm not 100 percent sure on ours um like i said we didn't get to go to east bay this year um i'm building a new house and just got a lot of work going on but we looked at um they're having a uh i forget what series is but at bulls gap um in in march i believe so sometime in march so okay oh in the open wheel um and like I said, I'm not sure on the late mall stuff yet. Uh, you know, I drive for Danny and them there some, but uh, um, uh, Danny don't know sure if he's going to race from week to week. He's liable to sell it out. So, so we just don't, we go week week by week or day by day with Danny. But, uh, no, they're good people. And, um, like I said, you know, they got good equipment. And, and every time we do drive the car for them, you know, we, sometimes we do pretty good. But uh, it just, you know, like I said, they, they're not a – they don't want to be a full-time racing. You know, they just don't. Um, and uh, I know I, I think they went to um, Florida with Randy Weaver in a crate car with the crate engine. But, you uh-huh. know, we may be in that some. I mean, like I said, mine and Danny's relationship, I mean, it's good. Uh, and and I don't know that I want – I mean, I, it'd be nice to, in the right situation to, to go back full-time late model or, you know, to race. But there's just – it's just so expensive and so much work. Um, yeah. I mean, Mikey, you know, of course, that's what they do. they got full-time guys. You can't – you can't just do it every other weekend and, and be competitive enough, or I don't feel like you can. Um, the late mall stuff's just so competitive, and even around here, or re- running Christmas stuff or whatever. So, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I love driving Danny's. It's it's a lot of fun to just you know jump in it and, and and drive it. But uh, um, but I still want to win too. You know, it's kind of like Eddie was. Uh, I heard his interview, and I mean, not going to do it unless you can be competitive, and and, and right. I'm not going to do it if I can't be competitive. Um, and uh so I, I mean so we'll just see we'll see what happens uh you know i drove for james barber there a few years ago and i mean he's 80 some years old and he's amazing what he is uh to, to do what he does and uh um but you know it takes guys and it takes help and and um nowadays in a sense from back then we all got full-time jobs so it just uh <laughs> it makes it tough you know he's talking about michael there michael chilton and, and uh, but he's got bobby there that helps him yeah. Pretty much a full-time guy there, you know, in a sense. Uh, but that's what it takes. And, and, that, and when I ran good, that's what we had. I mean, you know, um, I had three or four guys that would come over in two thousand back in 2008 and nine. there. Um, you know, every night we worked on our race car. And uh, the maintenance of a race car, I feel like back then, in my Rayburn cars, was a lot of work, but nothing like they are nowadays. I mean, um, yeah. you know, you, you had to grease everything, but – you pretty much could grease everything and, and check ball joints and uh, uh, spray some WD on the swing arm and you're good to go, um, you know, for yeah. for the most part. But uh, nowadays I feel like it's you got to take the shocks apart and they're rebuilt every 
every other week. And, uh, I mean, Mikey can feed you in on more of that. But, uh, so. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, of I, I hope. We'll, we'll start uh, March 3rd. They got a Smoky Mountains got a World of Outlaw show. And then uh, there's, I forget which two weekends, but 411 is one weekend and Boyd's is another weekend there in the middle of March. And then to the end of March, uh, the uh, XR is having 100,000 at Bulls Gap. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So we'll do those races in March and we're happy to be able to stay around close in March. And, you know, that time of year, it's kind of a bummer to go too far away because, you know, it could rain or whatever. So, so it's nice to have those. And then in April, you know, everything else kind of starts opening up. So, so we're going to be uh, fortunate here to stay around close that month. And there's some, a uh, lot of big races, you know, coming up that month in Tennessee or, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they shortened the track at Smoky Mountain. And mm. A lot of people, not me, thought that thought it was too big, and uh, so I like it. I like big, fast racetracks, but they shortened it down, so it's kind of going to be a new game for everybody. So it's going to be interesting to see who's good, and who ain't there, and then yeah. uh, and then Boyd's and 411. Uh, that's Jimmy Owens's uh, uh, retirement plan. 411 is, you know, so <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, so he's he's gonna be down there and all them good guys. So lots of stuff coming up in March and then and then um you know after that I'd have to look and see, but gonna get started March third be the first one back for us. Yeah. You was talking about Smoky Mountain. Uh that's a that's another place that's uh near and dear to my heart. Uh I proposed to uh to my wife in at that race in two thousand nineteen. Um, with that that Tennessee tip off classic uh is a world outlaws deal. Pretty sure you was there, Mikey. Um it was uh right before the redraw. Um so that was that was really cool and, and uh got to work with Casey Moses and Rick Eshelman and uh just that killed me. There's another one that you know when he yeah. passed and and uh but Listen, Smoky Mountain is uh, – I love the track. Excited to see what happens uh, with them cutting it down. But I've seen you win tons of races there um, throughout the years. And uh, I love that place, and, and we plan to go down. That's a, that's a race we try to hit each and every year because uh, it's a special race for, for me and my wife. So uh, – and a good race because everybody's coming back from Florida and uh, kind of coming back, back home and – that's a good one to hit. So, Smoky yeah. Mountain, that race at Smoky Mountain to me, I never did get to compete in this race, but if you're, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, Atomic used to have the, uh, the season opener at Atomic was called something. It was called like the uh, Cabin Fever. Y'all remember this? I remember hearing about it. Yeah, yeah I don't Atomic. Remember. I never got to go watch one at Atomic, and I'm yeah, kicking so, myself. So I got to go watch when I was young. You know, me and my dad went there and watched a few races, but. Cabin Fever 100, it'd always be like Scott Bloomquist and Dale McDowell and Skip Arp and all them guys would be there. And uh, and that that's, you know, water on the bridge now. And so this Tennessee tip-off, to me, it kind of is that same deal. Like all the heavy hitters are going to be there. It's going to be one heck of a race, and the fans are all out there. The tier parking's full forever. Campers now. Roger and him are doing an awesome, track, awesome job with the track over there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was I was mad when they made her made her big. No, I wasn't mad. Feel really mad, but uh, but I've had a lot of success there. It's been one of my best tracks, and and uh, I was just fine with it the way it was. But I guess we'll have to relearn what they got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that place yeah. was hammered down too. I mean, it it uh, it was fast. Um, you know, a lot of you've always been good there. Jimmy's good there. Um, 
Weaver when he was when he was in his stretch, he was tough to beat there. Um, mm-hmm. Just a, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun place. So we'll see what happens with the with the little curveball and and. Uh, I was going to mention. Uh, I was going to mention that earlier when you brought up Weaver being fast there. That's what came into my head when they was talking about the World of Outlaw Show at Ponderosa. And I said that's what that's what Danny needs. And he has Weaver. He needs to put Weaver in the car at uh at Smokey and have Victor back in the car at Ponderosa. That'd be his best. Right. Yeah. 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 I ask uh, I ask Weaver about Ponderosa. Weaver hates Ponderosa. He hates Ponderosa. I, I asked you that time about it. I said, what do you think about Ponderosa? I hate that place. I said, I remember when you rolled in there. He said, I was garbage. My car owner and him went to high school together. And uh, so Ronnie Ronnie Delk just really loves to rev him, just all he can, you know. And they, he really thinks a lot of him, really likes him. And, and uh, but Ronnie likes to just mess with him all the time. And Weaver's really good at Boyd's and – Ronnie calls it that little go kart track down there, you know. So, so just to <laughs> get aside on the deal. So, so anyway, but uh, but yeah, the, the, he he'll be tough there if he's there or something, and it'll oh, be tough. Yeah. And the the in in Bulls Gap is, you know, uh, Bulls Gap's a hit or miss for me. You know, it's 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 a really tough place to figure out, and uh, it's a really good mm-hmm. track. And I think these races coming up, I hope they're probably hundred lappers. Uh, you know the 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 mm. sixty laps usually what it is, but I would think for a hundred hundred thousand win, it's probably a hundred laps. Yeah, so I don't think they've announced I, that yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to that too. It's gonna be cool. Yep. Yeah, it will that's be. A, that's a really good track. I've I got a lot of good memories there, and and it's now uh, cool to see uh, Vic Hill doing a lot of work there, and uh, that's mm-hmm. another good another good East Tennessee track. Was Was you a Robbie Brown fan when you went to Corbin back in the day? <laughs> I love Robbie to death, but I wasn't a Robbie Brown fan. Now, a Blake Brown fan, yes, but Robbie, I, I wasn't. I wasn't a Robbie Brown fan. I was a Mike Bargo fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't guess I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike's jumped over. He's in the dirt now. Um, he's uh he's raced uh raced a crate uh last year and then toward the end of the year, uh he's in a super and uh, you was talking about the cabin fever. Now Boyd runs cabin fever, and that that race last weekend, uh, I got to talk to Mike, and and uh, it's cool to see um, just him go from asphalt to to going to dirt. Because I always said when I made my transition, man, I'd love to see you on a on a dirt track in a car. Maybe one of these days, little buddy. That's what he'd tell me. So mm-hmm. now it's coming true. <laughs> so there's a, there's a couple of guys over there. It's got hobby stocks and. One of them, I don't know his name, but he's got a really nice looking car. It's red number 32, I think. And he raced at Corbin, and he's got a driver in it that he's racing at Lake Carmel and Ponderosa. And they're actually running good. And then the other guy is Bo. I cannot, what's Bo's last Bo name? Gilly. Bo, Bo Gilly. Bo Gilly, yeah. yeah. With a name like Bo Gilly, you know he's a wheel man, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a wheel man and a half, yes. I, yeah, I, we need to have him so, on the show. So, uh, <laughs> so my dad, so you've had Bo on the show, really? No, I said we need to have. Oh, yeah, we need to. Yeah, yeah listen, uh, so both my dad's wild. With him. Yeah, my dad's racing with him at Ponderosa, and I seen him race that first time. And I told my dad, I said, hey, "You might have a problem with this guy. This guy's pretty smooth, <laughs> and you could tell he's an asphalt racer." And who uh, uh, didn't know how I was? And uh, he was leading, and my dad passed him and won. And my dad does one thing: arcs and sparks all the way around the racetrack, right, right bumper on the fence, right. Uh, and uh, so Bo. 
I walked by and they were they were pumped up because it was an awesome race. And I said, "Good job, guys!" And and he didn't know who it was. And he said, "Man, I thought I had it." He said, "That other guy, he's crazy. He uses his he uses his car to turn on the wall." And uh, so, yeah, I said, "Yeah, that old boy, he's a little wild." That's all I said. But, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, that, oh, he's a pretty cool guy. It's fun to see them guys race. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. You you talk about Robbie Brown at Corbin. Listen, Robbie was tough. I mean, they was people come from you know three, four states trying to beat Robbie at Corbin in his heyday, and and that's why Blake's as good as he is. And Blake's one I've watched Blake his whole career in a you know, driving anything. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's cool because, you know, the knowledge that, that Blake has learned from his dad and running up and down the roads with, with Vic Hill. And we've had Blake on the show and, and it, it's just cool that that's a racing family and a half. I love, I love all of them to death. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Robbie, I'm telling you in, in his day on the asphalt, you, you know, he was, he was tough to beat. Yeah. He was real um, good. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Blake try the late models. You know, I've seen he's got him a crate car he's been messing with. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, I think it was maybe an older car or something he's been playing with a little bit. But it's everything they have always looks good. And, and they actually make you – they exceed people's expectations of them because they're really good at just graphics and making stuff look good. And I think the car he's racing is probably an older car, but he's made it look like a new one, you know. But he's, he's – um, I think he's going to be good in a late model. Like I say, like I said earlier, when those when those modified guys get some big wide tires and a big spoiler, you know, they feel like Superman out there. So, <laughs> so when he uh, when he gets uh, when he gets the right opportunity, Blake will be he'll be one of them guys in the future, I think. And he's got some pretty good connections, like you said, with Vic, and I think he's friends with Garrett Smith and some of them guys. So, yeah. of course, I'm right down the road here if they ever need something, you know. So, so. Uh, I think that um, I think that uh, Blake will be a guy in the future that's going to be another face you're going to see, you know, on down the road. And you know, I don't know how serious he is about it, but I know he's got the ability for sure. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he's helped uh, Ricky Weiss, you know, some in the past, and now he's he's turning wrenches on on Garrett Smith's uh, car. There's another one, man. That that kid's full of talent. Um, yeah, just to see sure. see what what he's done and in this, you know, one, two years, uh, heck at the fall classic at Ponderosa, he rolls in and, you know, barely gets through the, through the pit gate, drops the car, never been there. Mm-hmm. Um, misses hot laps, jumps in and, and qualifies. And, you know, he's, he's fast time there for a while. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean that he just, and, and he's a cool kid to talk to, you know, I talked to him a lot at the at the World 100 because you know Blake and Robbie and and Vic was mm-hmm. there and it was just really cool to get to talk to him and and uh, we had to aggravate Blake too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the little Garrett, Garrett Smith. Now he's a he's a good kid. Uh, uh, my wife actually helped him get some of his schoolwork done uh, through a friend of ours. Uh, um, you know, he was trying to graduate high school and he, he didn't have time to graduate. He wanted to go racing. So, so, uh, Stacy, they came to us for a little help. My wife's smartest person I know. So <laughs> but she, uh, she helped him, helped him get hooked up with the right person there and getting some, getting some help, get, get some of the schoolwork to help with. So yeah, he's going to be a good kid, man. I, I mean, him in the future, future's looking bright and 
but especially right here in Kentucky, you know, I think uh, Robbie's teams, you know, Robbie's Brown and Blake's team, you know, even though uh, Blake's driving Robbie ain't, it looks to me like it's kind of the same group of guys in the pits with them all the time. So, so they got yeah. kind of an old established team and uh, all it takes is uh, the right person come along with some equipment and help him out there. He'll be, he'll be in a good position. I feel like, and my little brother Cameron, you know, he's uh we didn't know, we haven't talked about him, but he's kind of a, a hobby racer and he makes, he's pretty tough to beat for a kid that don't really, I ain't saying he don't put effort into it. He does, but he's just, you know, he's trying to work and figure yeah. out how to get through the world, world here. He's pretty young and giving a little bit of time or a little bit of effort toward racing. And, uh, uh, heck when any of these tracks right around here close, he's, he's probably one of the one. If I feel like anybody's going to drive by me, it might be him, you know? So he's, He's, he's going to be pretty good at it, too, as time goes and keeps doing it. But just uh, Victor and I, we put a lot of effort into it over the years and oh, yeah. got, got a, can't do it without that part, you know. But, but yeah. we've got some good talent around here, you know, if these boys want to be serious about it and, and are structured in their life to be able to put a lot of effort to it, they'd be, they'd be hard to beat. And a lot of us guys that eat the worry better than anybody else, we just, we just, uh, we focus on that more than everything else, you know, and I think that's, makes a big difference you know and there's a lot of i mentioned a few guys there earlier in our deal the bob guys and kentucky guys in general just lots of natural talent up there and and the thing that kind of highlight or gets lets them show that is those racetracks you just you don't have to have always the best equipment at some of the little ball rings you know uh mm-hmm. especially richmond you know victor's proved that time and time again by just jumping in whatever over there and smoking us so so it's uh most yeah. people ain't had to race against uh three marlers, you know. Uh <laughs> all guys around here racing. I mean, you know, like myself, I've had to race against Mikey for years, and you got Skylar. I mean, right. now you got Kevin, it's like whew. <laughs> they just... My little brother is uh my middle brother Skylar is probably one of the most talented people at he thinks about a race car about two seconds a day. Like we're we're thinking about it. <laughs> All but two seconds a day, right? <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. You know, he's got two little boys, and he's anything he picks up and does, you know, whether it's play, you know, he decided about 10 years ago, we decided we was all going to get dirt bikes. Well, me and my dad rode all the time when we were young. Skylar had never done that. Well, two or three weeks in the woods, heck, he was as good as anybody, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and playing basketball or any kind of sports he was good at. So, yeah, he, he hadn't had no car. He bought that, bought him a car and a racing jump for. 20 grand or something race ready and shows up up there at Ponderosa and wins in it, you know, at the end of the year. So he's, he's just real talented at doing that. So, but it takes a good racetracks like that. Cause you don't, you know, you can't go to a lot of these tracks. You guys spend a lot of money to be able to win. So I think mm-hmm. that's one to me, one of the biggest things about the tracks in Kentucky are the fact that, you know, so many people get to just keep racing through the years with their same equipment and just get all the use out of it, you know, because of that reason. Yeah. 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 Well, Mike, I wanted to show you real quick before I, before I don't get a chance. Uh, I'm a Mike Marler fan too. So I, I didn't want to leave you out. That's the oldest Marler shirt I could find though. Um, but yeah, I, I've got a few of them and, and it's that been a, about a 14 model. It is. That's right. Yeah. I believe it is. I think you're right yeah. about that. So yeah, that was, uh, that was right after Ronnie Delk hired me and uh, Ronnie hired me right around that time, like in 13 there. And it was 13 or 14. That shirt would be from. And, uh, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, guys. Well, anyway, it's fun. You know, I, I don't know if anybody's got any more questions. I've had a good time though. I don't want to carry you out here too long, man. Victor, we'll be yeah. talking about this this time tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
Let me uh, let me check here. Like I said, there was some spammers that jumped on, and I had about a yeah. hundred comments of people posting fake links to probably East Bay. I imagine is what it <laughs> what it was. But uh, there was some more. Uh, somebody asked, "How did you get hooked up with the youngster?" He's talking about the the, the kid. Well, through him. um. So through Longhorn, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, they're located right there in the middle of the, the Mooresville and a lot of the racing hub and, and, uh, not exactly all Longhorn, but through Bill Stein, uh, uh, Carson had been doing some stuff with Bill Stein and they used Bill Stein shocks on some of their legend cars and this and that. So I just, said uh, uh, they, they had been so, so I guess not getting my head, not to get ahead of myself here, Ron Hornaday, you know, the, the truck racer. Uh, back in the day, he, he's an old legend, you know. I think he's three or four time champion. Uh, his family, him and his daughter, and, and their family do a do a uh, program there to develop young kids, and and they've been looking for somebody to help with the dirt side because you know they just get more people coming to them now. That's you know they do everything. They have go karts all the way from go karts to asphalt late models, or even potentially get them in a NASCAR truck, I guess, in the right situation, and. Um, so anyway, so they, they've got more people coming to them now wanting to get involved in dirt. Uh, dirt's just growing so big right now, you know. So so uh, through that connection, uh, I got to ask about if I was interested in doing it. And, uh, you know, I just turned 45 the other day, and I'd love, love to race, you know, one of my dad's age. But uh, the reality is I probably probably am in my prime, you know, up maybe now the next five years. So I'm just kind of looking at it, some fun things to try out and get used to in the future. But but that's kind of how it happened. It happened kind of a combination through Bill Stein and Ron Hornaday, uh, Hornaday development uh, down in that area. So, uh, but I hear, you know, uh, I hear a lot of good things about him and he's got a lot of talent. He's racing. Uh, I talked to him, talked to his dad the other day and they were on their back, on their way back from Vegas. So he just races something all the time and he's really looking forward to doing this. And I really feel like he, you know, nowadays with these young, young kids, they got so much uh, experience at a young age. I feel like he's going to take to this thing pretty fast and we're going to go test him as much as we need, you know, to make sure that, that we, we won't be respectful to the other drivers. We don't want to show up with a young boy and, you know, be out there running in people, tearing up stuff. So, so we need to, we need to, uh, to get him to where he's acclimated to the car and go test a few times. And, and I'm hoping maybe three or four, maybe two, two at most tests will be able to get him comfortable enough to let him, you know, start off in some kind of maybe local type races and, uh, but that's kind of how, how it went, and I'm definitely looking forward to, to you know, doing it with him and who knows else through the, for, through the future. And another thing I'd kind of be interested in doing is, you know, for me, I got to drive a sprint car a couple years ago, and uh, and, and it was an awesome opportunity to get to do it. And uh, but it was just kind of a just kind of a, a entry level car, you know. And uh, one of the things that you know I would love to get to go do something like that, like a you know, in a car that could win at the high level. And, you know, I've, I've kind of considered offering that to maybe one of these sprint car guys that's got a sponsor or something and maybe wants to do a race or a woo show or something. Because a lot of them guys are looking at their late models and what it pays now. Because, honestly, our stuff pays way better than anything else. And I think those guys are kind of looking at this as an avenue maybe to get involved. So I know Parker Price Miller, you know, he, he, he's been messing with their car a little bit. And I got a few other guys that's, that's asked me about driving a late model. So, in the future, maybe this thing, you know, maybe it turns into that. And I'd like to help some more guys, you know, that's, that's, that's out there. That's, uh, as, uh, as we slow down on our racing in the future, you know, I don't really, I don't want to 
portray that as any plans to do that anytime soon. But, you know, five years down the road, I'd like to have something established to where it might be a possibility if we wanted to do that. Well, I, I think you should add Wes Lanham to your to your list of prospects. I'm mm-hmm. definitely starting a movement. I want to get him in a hobby stock. Uh, oh, he said that, that a bunch. Yeah, yeah we got, I want we to be that. strapped into one of them open practices up there, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we could swing that. I, I'll be there. Yeah, be, uh, <laughs> I think you show up. That'd be fun. Listen, man, anybody, you know, that's what that class is for. That class is literally there for the West Landings of the world. You know, we want to get people that's never done it and give them a way to take it. You know, of course, it does take a little money racing. You, you can't do it for free, but that's the cheapest possible way. Uh, my dad buys his tires at, uh, tires at Walmart for like 50 something bucks. Uh, he uses, uh, you know, just he, he, he uses pump gas and gets a little bit of my racing fuel mixes in there with it. You know, uh, it's the cheapest way you could ever race and have a good time. Yeah. And, and honestly, the racing in those things is so good. The people in the grandstands have, they've actually switched the running order. They start running them last, you know, cause they thought nobody want to watch them. And now the running order, they've actually moved them up the running order a little bit mm-hmm. because, of some of the races are actually some of the best races of the night. So yeah. it's oh, an yeah. awesome class. And, I, you know, me, I was getting to go out to, you know, some of those tracks out West, you know, or maybe an Iowa IMCA type races. And I'm like, dude, we got to have a class like that. Those, those guys, <laughs> all of us late model guys will be up there watching those guys at 10 night. It was the best race of the night a lot of nights. So, yeah, so it was, yeah. um, it's fun to watch it. So yeah, Wes, we got, uh, we got, we got a little room there. We might even have one or two. So we got a, we got no car sitting around here that uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do with too. So they might be an opportunity to get in it, but uh, that'll work. Yeah, there you go, I'll, buddy. We set up one of them, one of them testing tunes. He got a rubber helmet for first timers. You know what I mean? In case you're <laughs> yeah, he needs it. Well, listen, all in one night, he got to introduce the Lincoln Leadfoot and the Winfield Warrior, and now he's talking about getting in a hobby stock. He he's just having the the day of days right here. Right on the on the podcast. Yeah. I'm glad to see it. Yeah, that'd be cool, guys. Well, it's all about having fun. You know, we all started this stuff to have fun, and it takes a different route for everybody. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't fun, I'd have quit a long time ago, you know. So, so yeah, uh, yeah it, it's it's fun to get to do it for sure. Yeah. Somebody else asked, who, who, who did you have the most run-ins or better rivalries with? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know uh, – there was uh, when I first started racing, like in the Roadhogs, so those guys were kind of hardcore back in the day. And some of the old Monticello boys down there, they were pretty rough, you know. And uh, and I got to win in a few races, and, and there were some words said a few times. And uh, and so in every class, I, I had competitors, you know, Billy Teagarden Jr., me and him was like big rivals, and they were street stocks. And then and then when we graduated, waiting in the modifieds, uh, uh, I don't think I wouldn't say men Victor were rivals. We because you got through Jimmy Owens was in there, Ricky Arms was in there, Jay Mobley. I first started mm-hmm. here. Um, guys, he was still racing. So, um, Jimmy York, guys, let's not say rivals. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah, there there were so many good guys. I don't know that you could really have much of a rivalry because it was just any man's game every night. It was just hard racing, you know. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then when we got into, uh, but Jimmy Owen, I guess Jimmy and I probably never had like a rivalry, but we raced each other hard. We raced each other like we didn't like each other, you know. And uh, I think a lot of people thought that we probably had problems, but we never did, you know. We just raced hard. So 
So it was, uh, there was a lot of there, you know, and, 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 uh, we would always catch, I don't know if you remember this, but over in Illinois and places, they was running UMP points and they would have like 40 cars over there per night. Right. So we would go to Clinton County Speedway and it would be like 12 cars. And those guys would get upset because, you know, one of us guys would win there and well, you only beat 11 other guys. We had to beat 39 guys, right? It just wasn't really fair. So we kind of got criticized a little bit for really not having competition. But when we went up there and race, I mean, I'd have to say probably most of the time we won. And uh, But it was true. You would get up there and they'd be like, up there a big race would have 100 cars. And every night would be like 40. And uh, so uh, so we had some rivalries. It was kind of like regional. It was like us, our region against that region. It felt like to me back then, you know, uh, so, uh, but you know, it's, 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 a. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say there wasn't, I wouldn't say there's a lot of rivalries probably when I first started racing. I don't know about that's when I kind of had them. I feel like maybe in the lower classes, but what about you, Victor? Yeah, I don't know that. I, I mean, you know, in the late mall there, me and Limbo had a run in called a rivalry, whatever, but, uh, just made just ran over me. It wasn't really a rivalry, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, we're good now. I just, Gonna have really want to do good, but uh, are you hearing his volume okay? Yeah, no, I don't know what's happened. The it's starting to cut in and out on us. I don't know your volume maybe up there a little bit, Victor. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm saying it's kind of froze up there for a second. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, okay, you're back now. There we yeah, go. Start, start that all over. Um, I feel like you know, like I said, there's a lot of a lot. Up there, but um, no, not really. Yeah, everybody hard, you know. I've always raced so hard. Uh, I expect that back, you know. And that's, mm-hmm. I've not I've run into few. I mean, I've wrecked a few myself. I mean, not not intentionally, you know. And uh, um, it happens. But mm-hmm. next week's a new week. That's just kind of the way I look at it. I, I mm-hmm. week week and or night night even. Really not good, especially great. So. so, so I just thought of one. Uh, my my little brother Cameron. You know, we try to help each other on our cars, and we try to we try to make each other better. And, and because it's awesome to have like he's almost like a teammate out there, right? And we can help each other on the setups and just try to get faster. And like if I'm wanting to work on something, he's going up here to five thousand win. I want him to go work on this. And, and let me know, you know, how it felt. Uh, but my middle brother, Skyler, he don't care about any of that. He says, I don't care if I run next to last, as long as you're last, I'm happy. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I guess my biggest one is probably Skyler. I guess it would be. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I passed him at Lake Cumberland there, and he said, that's okay. I'm just going to slide you, hit you in the door, and put you on top of the wall, right? So that's what he did to me there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if there's anybody that races me hard, and then another one, this is funny, but Tyler Herb used to come to the shop and stay here in the shop with us all the time. And and uh, so Skyler's like, he's cocky. He's my, new, he's my new guy, right? So then – so I wasn't racing there that night, but Tyler came to Lake Crumble and he called me after the races. He said, I just raced with your brother. I said, yeah, how'd that go? He said, he is the roughest person I've ever been on the racetrack with. And I said, <laughs> this is Tyler Herb saying this, right? 
So, <laughs> so, oh, man. So, yeah, so Skyler just said, yeah, every power tried to pass me. I just cut over on him grinding in the wall. <laughs> so, Skyler wasn't going to let him come to his home track and, and win. No, he's like, no he was. Oh, yeah, Skyler's like that. My dad's a little bit like that. My dad's a little bit like uh, like if Bo Gilly comes in and Bo Gilly's fast, <laughs> his new mission in life is to beat Go Bill, Bo Gilly every week, right? So that's yeah. it. it no, 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 no offense to Bo, but like it don't matter who it is. It's been happening for like 20 years, right? So It's just yeah. a competition kind of thing. Yeah, where yeah. I think me and Cameron and Sounds Like Victor is kind of like, we just want to do good that night. We didn't really think about anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so I guess Skyler be mine. Cody Smith asks, I, I know what he's talking about. James Essex mentioned it last week on this podcast. He said, tell us about your experience starting on the pole for the Dirt Trek World Championship at Barstown. I think it's talking about oil gate. Is that what they called it? Yep. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, so that was in 04. And uh, so I had, you know, in 03, I ran the Battle of Bluegrass and stayed around kind of close. And I went off to a few races here and there traveling. So in 04, I, I wanted to go out and try it all out that year. So I, I went to like the to the topless 100, the show mean in the north south, you know, all the races. Well, well, I was kind of struggling. And then there, about midway through the year, I hit on something and I ended up going, uh, winning some races around here. Well, then went down to Mississippi. I won a 20,000 down there. And, you know, all this was first time stuff, you know. I mean, two years before that, I was racing a modified, you know, and, so then I went to the hillbilly and we won the hillbilly and that paid 25,000. And, you know, I was down and out when all that happened, you know, I pretty much was going broke trying to race a late model at the time. And, and, um, so we go to the dirt track world championship and I'm just on that roll and okay. fast time, fastest car in hot laps, fast time, won the heat, pole the feature and thing is rubbered up harder than anything you've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm fixing to win 50,000 right here. If nothing don't go wrong. Right. Well, we're going around the track on a parade lap, and I'm real inexperienced. I mean, you got to think this is I'm my sophomore year and uh, in a late model. So I'm going around the track, and it looks like wet, but it don't really look like oil. It just looks like maybe, you know, a lot of times for the race, Victor could tell you this, people overfuel or overfill their tanks. When they swerve warm the tires, it spills oil or gas out of the overflow, right? Well, by the time the next time you come around, it'll be dry. It's nothing to worry about. So I didn't know that – Bloomquist and Schleeper and I can't remember how many people's in on that, but they were poured. They were going around with their arm hanging out the side window, pouring oil onto the track. Shit, I didn't know. So <laughs> I remember down the turn one, hit that oil. I was going to get the lead, hit that oil, done three sixties. Uh, the whole field crashed, and uh, I remember David Farrell was so mad about that. You know, he promoted the track at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. He was so mad about that. You know, he could spit nails after the race. But it they they did a it was a pretty bad deal. And and uh I remember Bloomquist saying to me a couple years later he won a race in the rubber and I said, Good job. And he said, Well, everybody deserves a freebie. And I just thought, you're the same guy that pulled all or all all over the racetrack when I was on a pole for a freebie, you know. And and uh so it's pretty disappointing that all that happened. But uh yeah, it was a that was a Oil gate. Most people don't know, but Mike Marler, he was uh he was on a pole of that one back in the day. I just had started, so yeah. So Mike, have you thought about joining Victor? I think that'd be fun and running an open wheel again. I'd like to see you two back out there, like uh back in the old days you were talking about. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, they are a lot of fun. And and uh, I was actually going to drive one a little bit last year. And it's just, I end up racing 106 races, you know, with a late model. And I just, just never had time to do it. We were always gone. And, uh, but yeah, someday, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it. Uh, Skyler is going to race uh, a modified this year. Uh, he just sold his, his uh, car that he bought there that he run a little bit last year. He's, he's going to drive uh, drive for a man uh, this year. That's going to be a, going to be a pretty good deal. So, uh, so yeah, who knows? He might let me get in his someday and try it out or something. But uh, it'd be fun to go back and hash it out with the guys, and it, it was a lot of fun for sure. That was cool when when he rolled into Richmond uh, up there for the Bluegrass Nationals, and there were several several haulers rolled in late. And I said, "Who's this?" You know, well, we go and we're watching hot laps, this, that, and other, and come back, and he's parked over next to Chilton. And uh, he's in the modified. I was like, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> which which he, one was that? Who was when, it in the modified? When Skyler had he raced at Richmond, oh, yeah, and he yeah. drove all the way from Charlotte. Yeah, he'd raced down there, and then he that was the Bluegrass Nationals yeah. race. That's when you was deer hunting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Skyler rolls in that Saturday, and and I was like, because nobody knew who it was, because I think it the the rig had like. I don't know Alaska tags on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's Dale Puro is, is his name, and he owns the car and uh, he works in Alaska. He's he's not really from Alaska, but he works in Alaska, uh-huh. and he's you know I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's an he's an old timer, and uh, he's a really neat guy. He he actually called me and asked me if I had uh, you know some time to drive. And I just told him I didn't, but my brother would make him a good driver. He wanted to race some, so so I got him and Skyler hooked up, and and they're gonna do a little racing. But Dale is such a neat guy. Uh, he's friends with Bobby Allison. He'll have Bobby Allison on the phone, or or uh, he Dale was. I don't know what connection he had with Bobby Allison through racing, but I know he was he was crew chief for Dick Trickle back in the day. That's how long he's been around. So wow. uh, he's probably maybe about 75 or something and, uh, but still works every day up there in Alaska and, and, uh, uh, you know, spins people out with Skylar pulls in here with this truck for, with Alaska tags on it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's pretty cool. But they're going to have a good time. And, you know, they've been working on the car and, and I think Arpin's building them a, building them a modified, uh, Malonghorn car. So, so they'll have, have them a good car to race. He got, he got that car and the first time or two they raced it, they had a bad wreck and, and tore it up pretty good. So they got a new car coming. I don't know when they're going to get that. But, uh, yeah, Skyler and Dale, they're going to do good together. And, and Skyler sold his late model. He's going to focus on that modified, which is good for me, so I don't got to worry about him crashing me no more, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry? Lightning. A lightning he was in there? It was, yeah, for a minute. And then he tore – he rearranged it. I don't know what what you call it now. <laughs> Called me back several years ago about about running um, at one point in time, and I think I was I was in the late model stuff there to do it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That, that's kind of the connection, actually. Donnie Adams had him call me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, that is connection. Yeah, so uh, but yeah, they're going they'll do good. I think it'll be a be a fun combination. And my brother, you know, he's got them two boys, and uh, they're five and I think nine or whatever now. So so they go with them, and he. He, it's a family outing for him, you know. He, they got the RV and the boys, and they all go do the thing. So they, they have a good time with it, and he really does it how we started off doing it back in the day, you know. So it's pretty cool he's doing that. And Dale and him's gonna have a lot of fun, and, and uh, so Dale Dale's not gonna go get to come with him much, but uh, 
But when he's home, I think he'll probably come home all summer, though. So it'll be a good deal. Yeah. yeah. It was just a cool deal because he just rolled in, you know, and they were like, who in the world is that? And then, you know, walk back over there, and I'm talking to Michael, and I look, and I'm like, Skyler, what are you doing in the modified? <laughs> it's just cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he, he, he's a, uh, you know, Skyler. He, you know, him and my dad do the car lot stuff, and takes a lot of time to do that. And and uh, it's a perfect fit. That is late models. Just you know, it's just not hardly something you can do on the side. You know, it's just so so much work to keep on maintaining everything. So that modified, you know, is a little more easy to do with the tires and all that stuff. And it's just, just a lot easier to work on them than, than anything else to me. So, so he's going to have that and, and, uh, he'll be, uh, he'll be pretty tough, you know, and he's all wound up here cause he went and got spanked a few times there at the end of the year with it. So he's, he's re-motivated and they're getting him a car and, and, uh, uh, so, uh, he'll have, he'll have some good stuff to race with. He should be pretty tough this year. Victor, someone had asked here earlier. I couldn't find the comment, but they asked, "Have have modifieds changed a, a uh, whole yeah. lot?" A whole lot, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Nick Hoffman, our now, and the technology. I mean, Nick coming out and kicked everybody's butt. Um, I mean, they've definitely changed. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, it changes every every day. It seems like these mods are they keep changing. You know, the, so definitely tough tough class. Yeah, guys, I'm out of questions. So Wes, you're gonna you're gonna have to fire away, or 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 uh, or we'll have to we'll have to end this thing. All of our I think we still got a bunch of people on here, but I don't have any more questions. Yeah, I think I've. I've pretty much talked about everything <laughs> i wanted to and i have absolutely yeah. had a blast uh, with yeah. these two guys on here tonight uh, it is it has really been been a pleasure guys i appreciate you having me on and victor i appreciate all the fun racing beating and banging through the years it's been fun man hope we get to do some more of it yep absolutely thank thank you josh and um Wesley, it's, like it's been fun. Like me and Mikey go way back. I, the last time I talked to Mikey, I think we was on the phone for about two hours or something. He went to the went to a football game, and I called him to thank him. Uh, uh, Lawrence there, and like I said, we was on the phone. I think for like three hours, to one of our phones went dead or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think mine went dead in that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Mikey, we then and, and we talked that night. Like I said, there's so many stories that we can sit here and talk about uh, me and Mikey. So. We we can talk all night, uh, uh, us two. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks for all the viewers listening. I hope everybody hope everybody enjoyed, and uh, uh, we'll I guess we'll go out there and see who won that race tonight down there. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, I'll second what Wes said. It's been so much fun. I really, we both, we appreciate you all being willing to come on here and and join us. Good luck this season. We can't wait to see you at the races. This has been Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live. We'll see you down the road at the racetrack. Right, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, guys. Thank you.